Thank you for joining us on Kingdom Family Talks. We'd like to wish you and your family blessings this holiday season. At Global Mission Awareness, we have the privilege of leading a Kingdom Family movement in 22 nations. Will you partner with us this year to help provide relief to churches in Pakistan and Cuba? Visit globalmissionawareness.com to learn more about our projects. Welcome to Kingdom Family Talks. It is a joy to have you join us for a very special conversation today. So a year ago, fall 2021, you launched a masterclass called the Blueprint for Kingdom Identity Masterclass. And it is a 12-week journey that has you live coaching with Pastor Paul Yadal from the Philippines on the topic of identity. And it includes uh, so many of your uh, core messages, like the baptism of love, the three chairs, the orphan spirit, um, your identity in Christ. And um, we're going to take this episode today, and we're going to really talk about this masterclass journey. Um, before we jump into that, there are just a few testimonies I want to read to you, because we have this semester, so this is our third semester with the students, and we have so many amazing testimonies of transformation that just makes it worth it. And I would love to just take a moment and celebrate what God is doing in this masterclass. Awesome. Um, Erica wrote in Kingdom Identity, Wow, I sat and cried through the entire first lesson. I believe this class is a divine appointment for me from the Father. I've been a born-again, spirit-filled Christian since I was nine years old, and now I am 42. I have and have never understood or believed that the Father really loves me, with all my failures and mistakes. For the first time in a long time, after signing up for this class, I feel a sense of hope and purpose. I am so excited to receive this revelation and impartation of love from Papa God and to finally understand and know who and whose I truly am. Thank you so much for making this course available. I know it's going to be life-changing. Come on, isn't that so good? I've never understood or believed that the Father really loves me. That's a big part of our journey and identity is uh, experiencing the Father's love and really receiving it, the divine exchange that takes place. Um, Terry writes, I couldn't even see a father if you asked me before this journey. I am now starting to see a father and starting to see and feel little glimpses of love from him and starting to see what I look like to him. Lots of fear is coming up and some anger, but as the love goes deeper, I believe all those wounds will be healed. Come on. Come on. Paula writes, something has definitely happened after the second week's class. Both my husband and I have a closer bond. And we're now praying together at night, and Holy Spirit is blessing that. And a sister in Christ saw me yesterday and said that I am glowing. Mm. And did I do my hair <laughs> a different color and that I look so much healthier? Uh, and she saw me just days before. I agree that something has lifted because I can now receive the Father's love more completely. The enemy has been silenced and with his lies of, are you sure you're saved? And his images of bad things that from time to time he puts in my head. Even while I'm meditating on scripture, praise God, I feel like I have received the baptism of love that I have longed for. The pain in my neck and shoulders have left me, and I feel healthier overall than I have in months. God bless this group, and thank you, Lord, for this amazing team of loving brothers and sisters. And one final testimony from Nui. I find myself looking forward to Wednesday of each week to feel the sense of a loving family 
The love and acceptance I feel during each Zoom meeting is so powerful, and my heart is deep with love for the brothers and sisters I meet here. Isn't that epic? It is it's incredible. So good. And this is a common testimony that we get in the Blueprint for Kingdom Identity Masterclass mm -hmm. is people having breakthrough experiencing the Father's love. Um, this is a huge part of your personal testimony of when a lot of things shifted in your walk with Christ, uh, in your ministry, in your family. There was an encounter that you had with the Father's love that changed your perspectives mm -hmm. and thrusted you into your destiny. Um, and I would love to talk to you about that today, but I would really love to hear... Why in the world did you start this masterclass? Now, I think that uh, it's like my own journey, but also uh, the journey I've had the honor of helping a lot of people through. I just realized that there's so many different people out there that including, I mean, it's not uncommon for me to pray between 500 and 1,000 people in a week, depending wow. on where I'm at. Just, and often it is this very thing that I received. I wanted to give it away, a baptism of love. But I realized that 90% of the people that receive it will receive it in a seed format. And what do I mean by that? We think that when the encounter happens, I've received this, so experiencing it is a done deal. But it's like to becoming pregnant with it. But then to helping somebody through this whole process that can be painful, from receiving love to you become love. And it's not just about love. Power and wisdom flows from this place. So where I am experiencing then, where I started just to see more and more people as the masses as I travel around the world and people had that experience. And then I've had a dream. I, I thought about having my own ministry school and many different people have asked me and I minister in so many different places in different schools. But I realized I, I don't know how to be able to add that without taking away from the nations. But how do I bring people from a distance that is around me in a conference because it's limited right. what time they can have with me. And then there's other people that is like, they're seeing like Paul Yada, who's one of the teachers. So they hear about other people that are closer to me and say, wow, if I had that, then maybe I could actually learn a little bit more, be mentor more, be father more. And so I just, when 2019 hit and I went into it, like a lot of us and excuse me, yeah, the end of 2019 and 2020 came along. And as soon as I crash landed home, I knew that I could do two things. One of them is just, allowing this long season to be a long winter season. Wow. The other one to take that seed that God had given in this idea and then overcome technophobia. And I'm honest to say <laughs> it was a disease. I still struggle with it, but there was something at least in me where I realized, okay, I've had this thought for a long, long time, many years, and people have asked me to do it, but now I have an opportunity. And that's when we decided to put together, what would this look like from this seed, 12 weeks journey, and take them through... So it's not just having a event or a conference or one message, but it's not enough just to have the teaching and take them through because then you get a lot of good notes and, but to give them community because that's what people are looking. That's why we wanted to have the community and get together. It's not me just ministry, but the biggest thing is for me to bring them with other people to learn and to share life together. Doesn't take away from local church anything. It just adds value to. Right. But to bring other hungry people into the same environment, learning from one another, and for more for me to be a facilitator, finding these different special sauces, adding a little spice from week to week. And it's amazing the taste of that after 12 weeks, because it's not just that I'm bringing my thing into their special sauce, but I'm bringing Kaylee's, I'm bringing Paul Yaros, I'm bringing Paul Yaros. We're bringing, we're sharing with one another. And then by the end of 12 weeks, when I started to see the outcome of this, 
and what you get to taste and what's in people. And that's when you're hearing some of those testimony. And I think one of my highlights that lifted my faith level and gave pain purpose. Because for me at that moment, we were losing income and I didn't travel as much. And it was about a $50,000 in an upfront expense from the filming to a lot of the expenses we had. And then you have some of the marketing to tell people, hey, this is available. So for me, it was like, I don't need anything extra now. This is just, so it was a risk taking. But when we sat in Colorado and we did a family gathering and we had about 50 students that showed up. And they started to share their story. Both Paul Yara and I, we just wept. And the whole room was weeping. We were weeping. There's story after story after story. And at that moment, I knew it's not about the numbers, not about the size, but just what we did for these 50 people, hearing their story. But also my faith level went up. And I said, I think that there is people all over, not just in churches and businesses and homes, but there's so many people. This is what they've been looking for. This is what they've been longing for. These are the questions I'm hearing all over. And now we have found something, a journey, and we polish that journey even since then, pruning it more and more as we're learning. So we're taking people in where they get into teaching on it. And then the second of all, then bring them in where a question and answering time, but we're also coaching them. But then we bring them into the presence because all of this revelation that happens in this glory realm, but it's also in the soil of relationship that revelation starts to, 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 starts to grow. So now I'm encouraged, but my goal would be is to take people, if I had a full-time years, is eventually, so now we take them from there, we're going to then take them on a destiny journey and eventually on a glory journey, meaning so they can go from glory to glory. Amen. If the whole earth is going to be filled with glory, it's yeah. because sons and daughters of glory. It's like a fish in water becomes alive, an eagle in the sky becomes alive. When each one of us, when we are stepping into becoming who we were born to be, something in us becomes alive and the world is just waiting for that to happen. But I realized that 90 3% of the people that are out there, their intention, I would love that. I would love to experience the best right. stuff that's happened in life. So if we can help them to be able to go through this process, uh, and that's what we are seeing now is happening. And we've already tasted with over a thousand people. So I know, wow, the fruit of this is tremendous. Now it's very easy for me to welcome anyone that is hungry and anyone that has a desire for more. Anyone that say, hey, I would like to be a difference maker. And then my dream, the ultimate dream, because I'm raising up, I have seen over a million people that many people know as a result of what God did in my life. And I, I love that. But in 2013, when we passed the million mark, something started to shift. And when I was 50, I made a commitment that I, and even more this next year, I will spend the rest of my life to help other people. That's going to be my top priority. It's no longer what I'm going to do. There's only a few things I will do the rest of my life. But one of those top three priority. I want to give other people an opportunity. I'm looking for other ambassadors of love. I'm looking for somebody who can represent King Jesus where God has placed them to be. They can be environment changer. They can be some of those instruments. I'm looking for the next Esther, the next Nehemiah, the next Daniel, the next Joseph, the next one that God can use in business, in government, but also in the darkest places. But I don't know who they are. And then, but I started to pick up some already from our classes. Oh, this one have the way they drink is differently. This one, or there's some special oil. And that encourages me because it's hard to find them in the conferences. Because again, but when you have 12 weeks together, and you maybe think on the screen, no, the anointing is tangible. That's what we see with the fruit. It is powerful. And that screen, that's what I didn't have faith for, Kaylee, before. I, I seriously did. How is that possible? 
but I have literally seen, we can, I can sit in that office and in 12 different countries, people are experiencing the same presence, that's just right. like we are alive. That is a miracle in itself, but that is, that's the Holy Spirit. He's not limited to anything. And so now I'm excited to meet these people alive and we meet them everywhere, including uh, just this last week, several people here, I'm a student, I'm part, of, I'm part of that identity journey. I had another one up in New Haven, Connecticut when I was up there, just had driven four hours yeah. to come to the meeting, just wept and hold around me after the meeting, sharing the testimony, what has happened in her life. Came all up to the meeting and just squeezed me and hugged me and wouldn't let go of me. It's like she had known me all my life. Yeah. The rest of the people couldn't have done that because they've not, yeah. but she, it makes sense. I didn't know, I maybe seen a little picture on the screen, yeah. but when she just said, ah, no, she's been on a journey, she's been with us, and when she hugged and squeezed, I realized something has happened in her life, that she's driving all the way there, I don't know where she was from in, in New England to come to this meeting, but, but she's, she was going to drive home that night, 10 o'clock at night, in the middle of the night, wow. something has happened to her in this process, so... Yeah, so I just, I, I, I want to encourage, this is not for everyone, but for everyone that are sensing, even as we are talking about it, you've been looking for something or longing for something, and maybe there's something more. The primary purpose of this is identity. Yeah. It is to discover who you are. The second part of this is to be able to have a proper view of God that looks like Jesus, but also experiencing his love towards you, the same love that Jesus experienced with Jesus, with the Father, for you to experience that love from the Father so that you can live fully loved. That's, and then you can give that away. But until that happens, our homes, our businesses, the world cannot, cannot uh, be the same. Uh, it, we will not make a difference until he has made a difference in our life. Yeah, that's so good. Okay, so earlier you made the statement, ambassadors of love. This is a huge part of the master question. Um, it is something that you have given your life for. Um, you had said in this next season, you really focused on building legacy, raising people up, discipling people to walk and live as ambassadors of love on the earth. Mm. Uh, this is a title that was given to you in Pakistan um, several years ago, and you were known as an ambassador of love to a nation. So I'd really like to take a moment and hear from you. What is an ambassador of love? What does that look like in the Bible, too? Like, who are some of our examples, and why is it so important, and why is it needed? Yeah, and, and the background of that story was actually Judith Franklin, who was Bill Johnson's assistant. Okay. She prayed for me, and I had a heavenly experience where, in that I was sitting on a park bench in this place. I was just having a vision of it, and this person came over, and it was Jesus. He tapped me on the shoulder. And I still remember, I never forgot that journey. We were in Southampton, England, in... Uh, in Central Hall, and when Judah was praying for me, I was just, finally Jesus was there, and the only, it was more the glow on his face, but I knew it was Jesus. And I was wondering if I had one question, do I really love, it was not if he loved me, but do I really love you, Jesus? And then in the next moment, he didn't answer, he just tapped on me, and I'm back in that room, just sobbing, and something happened, and Judith Franklin described, oh, you went up, and you opened up this door, and you turned to the right, and you walk up to the park. She described all the detail. I'm like, that's strange. And she described, and then Jesus came, and he sat there. And she said, you're going to know this is God, because you're going to be known as a love ambassador, an ambassador of love. And it was also used to the apostle of love. And again, I, I thought, I've never heard of such a thing. I didn't know anything <laughs> yeah. about it. A few months later, a Muslim imam came up to me out of nowhere. You're an ambassador of love. I went to another headquarter, and this started to spread. 
And then, as you know, uh, the honor November 24th last year, and I have the award in my office where the president of Pakistan gave me this award as a peacemaker, as an ambassador of love to the nation wow. in front of all those ambassadors. And that's when I realized that that seed that was given, that here's the world is going to see you as an ambassador of love. Now from uh, at least 40 nations, I know that title has been used in different settings, but I'm me, I don't, it's not something I promote, but now I'm more intentional. Who is it that will represent the king? Yeah. Jesus is the king, and he's the king of a kingdom, of the rule and the reign. So who will represent, who will know not just the heart of a king, but understand the culture of the kingdom that you've represented? What is the atmosphere that God is calling you to represent the king? So a love ambassador is both a minister of reconciliation that represent the king before people and people before the king. That's what we see that Paul describes, this ministry of reconciliation. And there's many examples of those ambassadors like the Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Even in their yeah. captivity was taken into an evil demonic Nebuchadnezzar. But they were ambassadors that represented the king above all kings. And the way they did it in such a way, they changed the environment. And even in the moment is evil demonic that it probably killed their family, Nebuchadnezzar, when something came against them. And, and, and Daniel at that moment knew that judgment was going to come against him. And Daniel said, no, I wish this was not against you, but against your enemy. Yeah. He really loved that person. That's why he was an, a love ambassador. And it was so powerful the way Daniel lived, loved in the front of him, that eventually led to the conversion of this, the world leader, this demonic leader. A Esther who learned the protocol, and I want to raise so many Esthers that knows the protocol. How do you stand before kings? How do you stand for, and that doesn't have to be just governmental kings, but people with influence. I need people that represent King Jesus in the front of people with influence that will know the language of heaven, which is the language of love. With just the language, and I know you're learning Arabic and and other people Urdu and many of the languages, but I often says love is the greatest language in the world. It is the language the blind eyes can see and the deaf ears can hear. And I want people to learn, how do you speak the language of love, especially in a culture where there's so many other languages, including four-letter words to describe us against them. Yeah, and in the middle of that, to learning how to be fluent in the language of love in any circumstances and to speak it so clearly that people can know which kingdom you represent yeah. and to make this earth look a little bit more like heaven because you get to represent King Jesus. So we see that throughout Scripture's Old Testament, you see it in the New Testament. You see, as Jesus said, as the Father sent me, now I'm going to send you. And they were going to also represent Him. To do that, they needed the power of the Holy Spirit. But before that, they needed first to receive Him. So, yeah. as I have sent you, I, as the Father sent me, I'm now going to send you. And He's looking for some sending sons and daughters that He can send out, full of the Holy Spirit, that can go in, in verse 23 in John 20, again, the ministry of reconciliation that can then bring people together and unify where there's that vision to bring together the family and to make heaven be full because the way that we represent them will make it hard for people to go to hell and easy for people to go to heaven because they're people full of love, power, and wisdom that we represent the king well. So what does love look like and what does love require? Uh, and then power to flow there so that it's not just to give somebody a diagnosis, but a power to do something about it. And then the wisdom, what is the wise thing for us to do in any situation? That's my desire to be able to see some of the journey I've had now for all these years is now to raise some other people. They're not going to be me. They're going to find out, but they will also be ambassador. 
and I'm looking for all over the world that this world, Azad in Syria, Putin right now, and all of the things that happen in the world. The problem that we have is we don't have a Daniel there. We don't have Joseph. Wow. We don't have Esther. Where are they in the middle of this chaos? And even some of the future of the things to come. Why is there nobody that practice that harp? So when there is a King Saul that is getting demonic dreams, we don't have anybody to change the environment. David was one of those in the front of Saul that could change the environment because he had learned how to master his instrument. That's what we call it a master class. We take you through to find your harp, but also to find your sling and to becoming an environment changer. And that takes process. That's training for reigning. And this is just a starting point of a journey that a lot of people have started to take with us, but now we have the tools to be able to give people the tools so there's no longer an excuse for the people that would like to be on this journey with us. It's for at least for us to give. We will do our part, but they have to do their part and God will do his part. Yeah, that's right. The 12-week journey is really a starting point. It's just, but it is built in a way to resource you that can be repeated every, every season, right? Yeah. Like uh, The students are going to learn how to thrive in everyday life. Um, how to be secure in their identity in Christ, uh, to learn how to be an ambassador of love. Um, I mean, if you show up every week to that, we get to be a part of you encountering the Father's love, yeah. and it is an amazing joy. Um, so if you're listening to this, we really want to invite you to sign up for the Blueprint for Kingdom Identity Masterclass. It is happening in a few weeks. The first day is on January 30th, and there are only a few spots left. So please, please, please sign up for this if you are desiring to break through in your identity in Christ. If you want to learn how to be an ambassador of love, if you feel called to be sent to the nations, we want to walk alongside you for 12 weeks. So you can find out more by visiting kingdomlifeblueprint.com. We hope to see you there. See you. To keep up with Leif's travels and testimonies from GMA's projects, follow us on Instagram and social media at Leif Hetland and at Global Mission Awareness. We pray that today you will be awakened to love and that others will experience the love of Father God through you.